Welcome to the Shelter Footy Cast. Will Schofield, Mark Reddings, taking you through all the big stuff in the AFL of the week gone by and coming up ahead. Skeeter, we've got a Patreon now, mate. Are you excited? I've never heard the term Patreon, but I'm on board with you, Scoey. If you take me to the promised land, I'm there. VIP content, discounts, and much more. Backchatstudios.com.au to sign up as a VIP. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Well, it's about bloody time. Finals are here. Tell you what, we can piss that by right off. I had a boring couple of weeks there, Skeet, but footy's back. I mean, seriously, but we are here. This is the best time of the year, finals footy, Skeeter. Nice to see you, mate. Nice to see you too. I've got my shelter. Uh, yeah, it looks into, good. You know, yeah, I like you've it. had a couple of compliments coming in the door. Yeah, you? absolutely. It's black, so it's slimming for me. And um, Is that right? <laughs> absolutely. And <laughs> and you can tell I've actually got some footwear on today, which uh, got, just so you, if you can't see it, Scoey, completely um, like out of Survivor. Um, maybe out of something... Out of a, a, a stranded on an island. You're in my house. Why not? Like, yeah, oh, yeah, I, I, I could wear what I like. Okay, you go. Which you are. 1991. <laughs> well played. <laughs> oh, Skeeter. It's a long seriously. year. We're getting there. Though. I know. Tell you what. Uh, finals footy years here. Shoulder footy cast live from Backchat Studios. That was the Southern River Band boys out of Thornley with the intro music. Thank you very much for having that for this year. Now, uh, a little bit to get through before we start. Skeeter, we're going to go through the bottom mark roughly of the week as usual, but a little bit of a caveat because there's no one outside three bucks. So there's only four games. There's no $3 outsider. Okay. It's finals. I yeah, mean, of course. It's the eight best sides. Yeah. No, no roughies. So I give you above a two-bucker. All right. For the yeah, no, I've already got mine. Oh, do you? As, as a as a roughie. Okay, yeah. well done. Just just keep it to yourself, please. Um, and uh, Dice, just a reminder, Dice playing down at Shelter September 22. Get your tickets now at oztick.com.au. You can jump on the Shelter website and figure it out there, shelterbrewing.com.au. Let's get into it, shall we, Skate, I reckon. Let's do it. Um, Asava Radigalea requests trade to Port Adelaide. He's out the door of Geelong. What do you reckon about that one? Yeah, not no huge surprise. It's the second time in two years he's wanted to leave. So uh, I think Geelong will just uh, try and get the best deal possible. What's he worth, though? Oh, mate, you talked about this last time, about the, the dollars that Backman are getting. And it's it's going through the I mean, Ben Mackay, and I'm talking 800000 I mean, if that's where we're at, then... Geelong are notoriously shrewd at the trade table. So mm-hmm. I wouldn't have thought they'll be uh, taking much less than like a second round. Yeah, perhaps, possibly. Which um, is, I think, pretty outrageous. It's, it is what it is. I mean, Radagalia to Port, uh, he's met with them. It's, I think, not a fate complete, but it's just a question of just, as you say, satisfying Geelong to that degree. Well, one thing that you do realise, I think, is there's not often many big players that move in trade period. So, like... Yeah, there might be there might be one or two. Jeremy each year. Cameron went a few years ago. There might be one or two each year. Okay, okay, you keep going. But I, I would say the vast majority of trades are guys that are on the fringe. Mid, the guys, mid, right. no, you're right. There's not too many. I'm just trying to think of Cameron's the biggest in the last three or four years I can think Tim of. Tim Kelly to Tim West Coast, Coast. Yeah, but, right? Yeah, but, Tim. But I mean, Tim was going well, but that it, there, there's very rarely a Chris Jard trade. No, exactly. I mean, that's because. You know, for instance, we may as well jump. Sean Darcy, why, why would you want to... Correct. Um, because the team that has him wants him. Yes. Right? And there has to be something going seriously one-to-one out because the club will give you a... It'd be a go-home factor in some cases. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, that's probably the biggest one, I'd imagine, as opposed to anything else. I think that gets used a lot by players that oh, maybe want a couple of little extra zeros on the... I, I may have rolled that out once in my career. didn't give me much dough, to be honest, because I was like, yeah, go for it. Go feel like there's a door. <laughs> You know where Geelong is? Four-hour flight flight. See ya. Uh, Shane McAdam, again, because he's requested a trade to Melbourne. He's an interesting one, though, because he's got two years left on his deal, and uh, he's a mature-age pickup by Adelaide. Uh, he's only played seven games this year, so he wants to head back to Melbourne. But when I say back to Melbourne, he's a South Australian guy. So he wants opportunity. He doesn't think he's being looked after at the footy club by Matty Nix and co. Interesting one. He can take a massive hang, Shane McAdam. He can. I think he'd be good in a very good team. I think the most talked about trade as such will be the Brody Grundy situation. That's just, probably just, the one. Just given his 
he's moved from Collingwood to Melbourne, hasn't worked out, and, and the, the chance to win a premiership and where he fits in the scheme of things. Because I, yeah, it's okay to say Max Gorn is your number one man, but you know that's that's in the short term. I mean, an injury to Max, uh, he yes. retires in twelve months. I'm not saying he will, but yeah, I think you need to have a little bit of foresight insurance. And, and the Dockers, I think. Apart from the fact Sean Darcy's a very good ruckman, is to have two good big men at your disposal, and you, you can't go wrong with that. I don't think. Um, are you okay with Port Adelaide meeting with Brodie Grundy before finals? Uh, it's a little, given the fact they're in, they're finals, both in finals, Melbourne's in finals. A little strange, but is it? If you wait until end of September, is that too late in terms of getting your ducks in a row? Oh, look, that that is the only strange part. Like I've got no problem with clubs meeting with players because. As we're seeing, it's more and more becoming complete business. Absolutely. Players go everywhere. So, like, in fact, we probably should just be open to the fact that players are meeting with other teams and they're going to have a chat. And it may not mean that Grundy goes to Port Adelaide. The interesting part I do find is Port Adelaide is preparing for a qualifying final in Brisbane. They had the bye, yes, but I assume they travelled to Melbourne. I saw them coming out of an era. Like, they were at... They got was just, at airplanes. It may not have just been officials. Maybe a player or two went across. There's three players. There's yeah. Rosie, Butters, and... Yeah. and Boke, maybe wines, yeah. maybe. Yeah, I got, I look, I mean, when you look again, if you look at other football codes, uh, uh, NRL players declare twelve months out that they're going from the Brisbane yes. Broncos to South Sydney. So uh, that's for me, it's a, no, it's, it's great for the footy media because that's you know new to us that you, how dare you take your eye off, off the prize for two minutes? No, I got no issue with it at all. Daniel Rich announces his retirement after the final series. He's been a great player. He's in super player. Nick Nanaui's draft. Absolutely. Uh, a NAB Rising star winner. One of the best left legs. Um, yes. Left foot kicks, I think, you know, certainly been the top dozen in the last 20 years. I think yeah. he's, you know, there's been some rippers, obviously. Buddy. Buddy's been elite. Even field kicking, just Buddy elite. Um, you go through the list, but he's... Jeremy Cameron, a left foot or a right foot? Lefty. He's a lefty, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So Jeremy um, Cameron. Yeah, there's, 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 you go through a heap of them. What he has done is, like, he's played, you know, 270-odd games. Um, might miss out on playing in a premiership this year, you know, or grand final day. But he's been he's been outstanding, and even Lockie Neal spoke about his what he's brought to the club, top ten draft pick, and uh, there's a great pick of, of him and his speaker Nick Nat um, when they draft, and yeah, <laughs> that's Subiaco. got Jack Watts in a headlock, <laughs> <laughs> which which obviously Collingwood copied a few a few years later in the uh, the Queen's birthday match oh, at really? the MCG. <laughs> okay, they roughed him up big time. Anyway, Richie, well played, outstanding, a product of Subiaco. Um, and you can tell he, he's he's been a real um, stalwart of that footy club, and, and let's hope he, he gets a, a match to, to farewell him at He'll some stage. Probably need a couple of injuries yeah. to go his way at this stage because he was, of course, a part of the Gunston Rich uh, self dropping, which I found outrageous. And he's still dropped. He hasn't been back in the team since he <laughs> dropped himself. So it'll teach you a lesson or two, Daniel. Um, uh, you just made me think before games. Do, do you know left footers when you're calling games? Like, do, do, as in. Would you know if I just threw a name at you right or left foot or you just know by by my mind? No, I'm just lucky to actually identify a player, let alone which leg they're kicking on the scale, <laughs> yes. let's be honest. <laughs> so, so Bunga, I don't know why he used to do this, but before every game, and it was honestly within 10 minutes of us about to run out, he'd come up to me and be like, um, Toby Green, is he a left or right footer? Or really? he'd, throw, he'd throw one person at me and I'd either know – or and, and it was just from watching footy. Did you did you have a, a chuckle or was it all serious? Um, it it was a bit of both. Like he wanted to know the answer, but <laughs> <laughs> it used to be funny because it'd be like, I mean, we'd be standing in the race and you go, you know, Toby Bedford left or right footer. Oh, fuck me! So I'd run off to the backline coach, and sometime during the warm up, I'd have to get, I'd have to, it'd fuck with my head if I didn't. So realize. so so he. Bunger. He didn't know. No, but I know he didn't know. But could he not have gone on as the backline coach yeah, or Yeah, correct. <laughs> but it became a thing. So every week he'd pick some random guy. And so it was good for my preparation. Oh, yeah. good. Uh, Toby Bedford's suspension. Um, so he got done a week. That was Don't up, like it. upheld. I think that's stiff. I, I think it's stiff. I actually hadn't seen um, have, you, have you seen it now? I hadn't seen the full footage. of. I'd seen the incident, but I hadn't seen what led up to it. He gave a handball to a teammate. And then, and then um, Zach Fisher. Zach Fisher was chasing Toby Bedford in his eye line. St- stood in front, a perfectly executed shepherd, put his back to him, mm. and old mate ran into the back of him. What are you looking at if you're Zach Fisher? That, that's a disgrace that Toby Bedford gets rubbed out for that. He goes and the final. To, yeah, he goes. Well, it's, yeah. So he gets rubbed out first of all. He challenges it. Gets rubbed out again. GWS are challenging it. 
It's Thursday the seventh of September. This happened thirteen days ago. Wow. Why? What are we? Why, no, why, we had the buy. Why don't we do this last week? Can, can I? If we got a clanger of the week, no, it's yeah, we can roll one out. That, you that, that's that's a definite. Um, oh, thirsty camel. Thirsty clanger camel clanger. Of the fort by who? AFL? Absolutely. Yeah. And why this can't be resolved? I remember going back. There was a buy when Sicily was reported, and they waited for a week. But this is finals. I mean, They'll be travelling today. Yeah, they're training. They're training today. They'll probably be travelling today, or maybe tomorrow morning. Uh, what's today? Uh, they're so, playing Saturday, so yeah. Friday probably go Friday. But bottom line is, you're right. How this how this could go for so long is beyond me, and and doesn't help the Giants, doesn't help Toby Bedford, and I agree. I, I think she was to miss, and Zach Fisher don't think helped him a lot either with his. Uh, oh really? I think it's a quote saying it stunned me for a bit. Yeah, maybe I'll just get on with it. Zach. Just say look, just say Zach. Hey, no idea. I should have had my eyes up and run yeah, into the back. Exactly. Of I mean, yeah, it's not hard. Um, maybe a little of the roll of the dice by GWS down at the tribunal tonight. Make sure you get your tickets. September twenty two. Yeah. There, you like that skate? Thought you might. <laughs> good, good pun, Scoey. Very nice. <laughs> You don't sound very impressed. <laughs> Will Schofield, Mark Reddick, Shelter Footycast. All right, let's get into the game, Skeeter. Collingwood, Melbourne, Thursday, 5.20pm. That's you'll, tonight. You'll be calling... Yeah, that's right. Thank you very much, Skeeter. You'll be calling this one. Yeah, You might be calling all the finals. No, not all of them. I'm, um, I'm doing... A couple this weekend, but I'm looking forward to this one. This is the best game of the weekend. The marquee match, isn't it? Really, I think so. Um, and and you weigh them up, and the selection has been sort of laid bare by both clubs. Tom McDonald returns for the Demons, yep. which is, uh, I guess, in in part Jake Melsham's injury ACL, over the way yep. for Tommy, who's been in really good form at the VFL. The big story, though, uh, apart from the fact that Collingwood, that Mason Cox and Darcy Cameron will both play. Yes, maybe Ginevan the sub potentially, is that John Noble, despite playing in excess of 80 consecutive games, not missing one match this year, has been overlooked. There was some vision yesterday I did see on nine of of him with the backs, with the backs, getting a cuddle, a hug. Um, I say this with all due respects. For a player that has played every game of the year and to miss out on a qualifying final, what what would that do? What does that do to, I mean, how, how demoralising is it? Albeit, your season's not over. Well, so look, I hadn't played. So we played eighty three consecutive yep. games, um, and I and I hadn't played that many in a row. In fact, most drop players. But as I was just saying, as a rule, wasn't. But it? I um I was dropped. Exactly the same thing happened to me, and I I don't know why I didn't in the end. But I almost messaged him, and I don't know him. I don't know know him at all. Um, I I just felt awful. That was that was in my footy career. That was the worst moment in my whole footy career by a long, long, long way. Can but, I say so this? What stopped you messaging John Noble? Um. Because you didn't know him. Honestly, kid, kids oh, run yeah. a mark. I just run out of time. But, but you know what? Sometimes, I might actually shoot him a message. Sometimes today. those things, I'm not, sometimes those from someone around say, mate, you don't know, I've met you, but I've been where you're at, and, and maybe just two lines of advice. I don't think it goes astray. All right, Skater, I'm going to do it just for you. Um, I think he'll be in a horrible headspace right now, but the key to. I, 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 I was in a shocking headspace. Like I didn't want to get out of bed. Didn't want to go to train. So, what, what year was this? This is twenty eighteen. So, twenty eighteen qualifying final against Collingwood we'd, at Optus Stadium. We had a great year. Um, I, I, it was my belief we were going to win the flag that year, and so getting dropped for the qualifying final, you think, well, there goes my chances. And when you're immediately dropped, and someone who doesn't get dropped much, it's a it's a shock to the system. Um, and and you just want to be out there with your mates. So for him, he'll be in a shocking headspace. But the quicker that he can get himself into supporting his teammates. Get himself out of the selfish mindset, which I think is only natural to think Absolutely. about yourself. Sooner you can get back on the back on the horse and um, and and support your teammates. That positive mindset for me, if I hadn't been able to turn that around by game day, um, and an injury happens and you're sulking around and you're carrying on and it's all about me still, you don't you don't then you not you don't put yourself in the opportunity to take one if it, if it comes about. So can I ask you an honest question and what you think will go through the head of John Noble tonight? If he sees a Collingwood injury on the ground, yeah. what is your initial reaction in all honesty? So my initial reaction when Shep did his hammy was Shep. I, I, I didn't actually, it didn't, it didn't did initially click? click, oh, well, I'm going to be playing. I just went straight down to the rooms because I was like, well, I'm first emergency. I'll go down and see him. So... When Shep did his hammy, I was the only bike. It was me, Shep, and the doctor. And he was doing tests on his hammy. And I've done quite a few hammies, and he'd never done a hammy before. 
And he was, he was, he had quite a bit of strength in it, and he was sort of holding himself up. So it's a bit of hope, bit of mate. I, I told him first. I was saying, mate, I reckon you're going to be, I reckon you're going to be all good here. I've done a few hammies before. I reckon you know, don't stress out. He was pretty upset, so I was sort of trying to calm him down. No, mm. I wasn't doing it for my own benefit. It was probably after the fact. Well, even then, mate, I honestly thought I don't think he's done it that badly. He's probably going to be a you know, mm. a couple a, of weeks. Yeah, we're ready for grand final. Grand if final, you come back and. Mm. So, but then when I went back upstairs, I remember going back up and a fair bit of time had passed. It was after half time by the time I got back upstairs. And then it got towards the last quarter and it was such a tight game, that game, that qualifying final. And I remember thinking, right, I'm definitely playing the next game here. Um, and I was sort of thinking, oh, do I want him to lose? Do I want him to win? And then like, I remember thinking, like, of course you want him to fucking win. You'll be playing in a prelim final. And then you play well in a prelim, you're playing in the grand final. Mm. So I very quickly was, was uh, you know, to that moment where Lewis Jenner does, you know, kicks that goal and West Coast win. I remember sort of everyone was carrying on a bit pork choppy, but I was very subdued and like, right, got to get myself ready for a prelim here. And it was only because I'd sort of rocked up finally to that game in a good headspace. I'd got it all out of my system the 48 hours before. So, yeah, to come back on, on the current moment, like John Noe will be in a shocking space and hopefully he can get himself up and about because stuff does happen. Like like injuries happen. He's clearly been an important member of the team for a long time. And if someone does come out of that back line or even through the midfield, he's going to be the first back in. Yeah, and you know what? In, I, I imagine the most immediate thought would be, well, if that doesn't happen, I'm out of the boat and not getting back in. Yeah. It's going to be the negative, which is yeah. totally possible. But, uh, you but know that's what? happening anyway, you know? Like that's like he's already out now. So yeah. you either get get back on it or you, well, you're done anyway. Look, so. I'd imagine, and I'm sure every coach like this, Craig McRae would, and those coaches and players. Jeez, that would have been a hard conversation. I know, but you know what? There have been a lot of hard conversations at this time of the year, uh, of which I'm sure you've you've heard or it's, it's happened Beating, to you. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, but Craig McRae, I, I would have thought, given the way he operates – um, he would have shown absolute due care. Daniel Pratt, who stepped down from West Coast, said that that moment dropping me was the hardest of his coaching career in uh, 2018. Um, I spoke to him having a few beers on the Sunday after the game. We had a bit of a laugh about it in the end. But uh, yeah, what well, it didn't didn't go down very well. He was driving with his wife um, in the car. And, oh, Did you drop a couple? Oh, yeah, I gave him some pretty stern feedback about about the situation. Well, my, 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 my old thing was sort of, you know, a bit of fight or flight. You can hang up the phone and go and cry in your bed or you can just come out swinging, so... I came out, came out swinging to him, not so much Simo, but he was my backs coach. Yeah. So it was, you don't reckon he went into bat for you enough? Um, <clears throat> well, you know, it was either me or someone else, and so it wasn't me. So it was like, we well, yeah, obviously yeah, yeah. fucking didn't. So, and yeah, well, I, I think that's okay though. Like, I'm still great mates. Yeah, exactly. and, you, can have, you can vent yeah. without... I mean, he, and he knew that. Yeah. I, I wasn't, it wasn't personal, no. but, but I certainly gave him a bit of <laughs> feedback. Uh, a couple of other ones in that. You mentioned Tom McDonald for Melbourne. Yes. Michael Hibbard comes back into the side. He hasn't been back for a little yeah, while. Yeah, but he's, he's, a, he's a defender that... I mean, you wonder whether he gets a job on... Um, I remember on, he played in that grand final here and he was outstanding. Terrific. Had a couple of one-on-one battles deep in the forward line. He might get Jamie Elliott tonight. I mean, you know, mm. Elliott's a guy that's been got off the chain. An interesting Jack Ginnivan who um, was really good against Essendon. Bear in mind they were, they were terrible, but... Ginevan looks like I, just, I like the fact he's in that side because I just think he gives them even as a sub he'd be a great sub I reckon he's a ripping Different sub maker. to have there um, come in whether through injury or just to change the dynamics of the game so um, it, by the way the last I think two or three games these sides have played uh, 10 points or less one team's won either game it's there's not much between it's a really hard game to call yeah last two games it's been one apiece less than 10 points have been great to watch the Demons have conceded a score from 40% of their opponents inside 50s, ranked number one defensively. So the Demons can hold up against the flood. It's gonna, that's that's where it's going to be, actually. Collingwood will be taking this game on. Melbourne will be trying to hold up behind the footy. And can Melbourne get midfield dominance with Petrarca, Oliver, and Gorn? Viney. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and Gorn. So yeah. the, it's going to be – and condition now, I don't know whether it doesn't play a huge factor in, in – but it's going to be a bit wet, a bit windy – I'd suspect that would play more into Melbourne's hands as opposed to Collingwood would like a fast yeah. track, no? Yeah. With, with, with all the, you know, the, the ability in spring to play that, you know, really exciting footy. It's a, it's a contrast, isn't it? And we saw Melbourne against Sydney, um, the way they were able to grind out that victory, which I thought was a, that's a, that's has won me over for what they can do this, this campaign. You know who's going to be an important play in this game, which sounds ridiculous? Mason Cox, I think. Cameron Cox... 
against Gorn. If Gorn, if it is wet, Gorn's going to have a lot to do with this game because one, he'll probably go behind the footy, and two, there'll be a lot of content, there'll be a lot of ruck contests, and so. If it's just Gorn v Cameron, I think it's I think it's Gorn all the way. Yeah. But if you can sub Cox in and batter his body a little bit, I think he's going to play a big part, big Mason. So it's going to be an interesting game. Who are we picking, Skeeter? Ah, uh, this is really oh, I've been big on Collingwood throughout the court. Look, they're the best team of the year. There's no mm. question. But are they going to be the best team in September? Um, I'll go the way I think. I'll go the opposite to you because I think you're going to tip Melbourne. So I'm going to tip the Magpies tonight. I am going to pick. Melbourne, that is correct. Just had I, think I, f- I think I think the John Noble thing. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm, sh- I'm sure they know what they're doing. But if someone plays in the side 83 games in a row, I don't know if dropping someone before qualifying final means that you're overly happy with how things are going. Now, that could spark the reaction you're looking for, but also it could spring signs of they're trying to pull levers because it's not working right now. So I, th- I think Melbourne are pretty stable. They don't have a lot of ins and outs. Oliver's Oliver's been back for the run enough. Oliver's got legs, uh, miles in his legs. Viney, really good. Petrarca, does he play more mid, more forward? Um, I, I suppose the question is, uh, and of course you've got Lever and May down back, yeah, lots in Melbourne's favour. Um, you mentioned Collingwood. Uh, I know they still beat Eston by almost 80 points in their last match. So, that's a but that that's a, a question of the legitimacy of the opponent. But yeah, I, I knew you'd tip Melbourne, so I thought I'd tip Collingwood just to. Why did no one tip Melbourne? I just had that feeling about you, but Why? no, I, because I, in my heart, I think they're the style of footy that you've talked about with Collingwood not being successful in September, which I still yeah. obviously, obviously believe, and Melbourne is almost the the opposite of that in the way they will play their finals footy. I think. I think I've um, come full circle. I think Collingwood can make the grand final after losing this this game. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I in fact, this you know, I'd like to be honest. With you, I'd like this to be the grand final. I think in, it could be. I think we're watching the grand final. That's what I think the grand final will be. Collingwood will have to go the long route. And you think the you think the other way? Collingwood wins, and maybe Melbourne goes the long route. Yeah, I, I think both of them can easily get there. I don't know if that's being. Too disrespectful to the other qualifying finals. Pretty teams. much even money as well, Skeeter. Will they get 100000 there or not? I don't, I don't think 100 Thursday night. But I think if you're not tipping 85, 80, yeah, yeah you'd, you'd be disappointed. If this was Friday night, yeah, then game on because obviously people don't have the work commitments the next day. Carlton, Sydney. I saw the membership tables come out. Carlton's got a big membership behind them this year, and they always do. Huge Melbourne club. Big game Friday, 5.50 Friday. So what was it? 5.20 Thursday. Uh, because I think they play that early on a, on a Thursday. They always have Thursday games earlier and people Friday. People haven't finished work. Seven fi- well, seven twenty. You're saying it's too early. Sorry, that's right, Skeeter. I thought we were in Melbourne. Um, <laughs> <laughs> mate, know. they start Thursday and Friday night's game here at six o'clock, and they said and the Melbourne Victorians. Oh, there's no yeah. other ground. Yeah, well, because they're trying to get to the ground, you numpties. Because <laughs> they can sit back at eight o'clock after Better Homes and Gardens and watch. Footy, sitting back thinking, oh, gee, the West Aussies are a bit slow to get to the ground. Better well, homes and gardens. Carlton, Sydney, <laughs> 5.50, which will be 7.50 local time. Uh, I've just done the calculations. It's, it's 5.50 our time. Yeah. Yeah, That's still you, too late, by the way. Yeah, local MCG time. Yeah. Uh, what's that? It's too still late. quite late. I mean, it's Eight a o'clock starts late. For, for, for a, a, a mattress goes two and three quarter hours, I mean, we should, be, should be starting right. at 7.20 for yeah. Friday for a range of reasons. But you know what? It sort of helps us. Tomorrow night, because I'm going to might have a couple of uh, shelters and just just ease my way towards absolutely, and might might just ease my way towards an establishment and watch the footy. Is that right? So five fifty, you can the wife and kids away tomorrow. Um, whilst working, I haven't told her this, by the way. So <laughs> <laughs> just putting it out there that might just ease my way towards a venue to watch uh, a bit of AFL. And, uh, we'll yeah. see Skeeter at the shoe <laughs> after midnight and tomorrow night. Yeah, and you'll be at the Hippie Club. Thank no, you No, I much. will not. I'll be in Sydney. Yeah, I'm going oh, off sorry, Sydney. Of course, it's star, yeah. Carl- <laughs> Carlton, <laughs> star, please. Carlton v Sydney, Friday night. Big game. Carlton, where are they at? I... Oh, I'm going to start with this one, Skeeter. I've seen a bit of Carlton. I've seen some interviews. Hopefully, they've got it out of their system because the early stuff this week, very happy to be in finals, as they should be. They haven't. Patrick Cripps, one of the great players of our game, Brownlow medalist, captain of the side, hasn't played in final. So this is new territory, and he's extremely happy to be there, and I, and I love that. But I, I liken it to the grand final stuff. I think you can often tell the side that's going to at least start well um, by looking at how they're carrying themselves, and I, I, I do think Carlton look happy to be there. Sydney, they know what it takes. Their, their leadership group, their three leaders, Rampy, Parker, and Heaney, 
have played in more finals than the entire Carlton side. Yeah, that's a really interesting stat, isn't it? Um, just to counter that, Sydney has the worst record of any finalist <laughs> against top eight sides this year. Just two wins from nine. But I, I do like I do like your theory, and that's why I'm my bottle mark is heading down this this direction because I I think if there's an upset, and I think the Carlton factor you mentioned is quite true. They've made the finals. They've achieved already what they set out to do this season, and that's yes. to play finals. Yeah. Sydney, I think if you ask them at the start of the year to make an elimination final, jeez, that's that's underachieving yes. on their eyes after making a grand final last year. And that they will have – there are a lot of players in this side, in this Sydney side, that will have a burning desire to play well in finals because a lot of them didn't rock up grand final day, and I know what that feels like. Not necessarily that I didn't rock up, but we didn't rock up as a didn't team play well. in 2015, and, and it – the next final you play, you, you want to have a good game. So I think Sydney are primed to beat the Blues. But in saying all of that, I think Carlton are the best side here. I think their momentum, their way they've been playing, they're playing a finals brand of footy. Perhaps the most finals branded footy of any of the top eight sides. They are getting it done in the midfield. They've got a great contested brand. They defend well and they have the attack to, to kick goals as well. Charlie Kerno, we know what he can do. Big game for Harry Mackay coming up. I think he's really got a... And and, and to, to be honest, I think he's going to have a big game. Um, he's had a bit of criticism. You know, Colton don't look as good with him in the side. He's a very good player. can tell you that firsthand. He's a very good player. So you want him in your side. You just want him playing well. Mm. If he plays well, Charlie Kerno plays well. What would you rather? Those two playing well or just one of them playing well? I, I think you want the mixed bag. Yep. Uh, and the Blues, Michael Voss has spoken this morning and he's going to go in with uh, the two rucks. Pitnet and Tom DeConing. Is that so that's right? Been declared. And also, Blake Akers has been given the tick fitness test. And he'll play uh, the former docker. And his importance to Carlton should not be underestimated. Mate, so you saw what he did with Freo. It's the mm. same role he's playing, the defensive wing role. It's important, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. No, and you probably made as much of it as anyone about him leaving Fremantle to go to Carlton and what it would do in a detrimental sense to the dockers. So, yeah... Uh, Interesting to see Carlton supporters. I'd love to beat the G tomorrow night because they'll be up and about. And da, 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 da. But I just, I, I just, I think you're. Right. I think Sydney might give them a, a, a real fright here, particularly early. Yes, I think they are. You know, their record, as I said, against top eight sides, not great this year. They'd be still. It'll be a memory about playing that poor grand final against Geelong. I, I still, having watched them against Melbourne, I am concerned about where they're going to kick their goals from. Sydney, Sydney, yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, mean Marty, have to, Papley's obviously coming back in. Back in, he'll have to have a big game. And McDonald's sort of he's still a baby in many senses, absolutely. In, yeah. in, in the craft, so yeah, I, that's where my concern lies. But um, I think their hardness is, is one thing. I, I think they've you know Errol Goulden, and I think he he'll he'll shine. Star. He'll shine tomorrow night. But uh, yeah, really good Friday night game. Uh, Patrick Cripps, Sam Doherty, and Jesse Motlop are the players in for Carlton. So some decent ins there. Jack Silvani is out with a knee, so that. That's that's changed the way they're going about it, like you said, Pitney and Tom DeConing get to go head to head in the ruck against Tom Hickey. No, he's not playing. Well, Hickey's announced his retirement. Yeah, but not effective immediately. No, it wouldn't be effective immediately. Well, um, who have they used in the last couple of weeks? I mean, it's been McLean. That that that's rings, right. McLean rings a bell. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so he's done some ruck work. Whether Hickey plays or not, I don't think so. He, well, did he not play against Melbourne a couple of weeks ago? I stand corrected. I don't know. Scott. Jane will sort that out for it. No, well, it's just trying to ask us a question on the run about. I know he's announced his retirement. Did he play against Melbourne? I thought he did, but I stand corrected. He did. Thank so you. I think he'll be playing. I called the game, so I should know. <laughs> <laughs> it all blends with all I think he'll be playing then. No, he's not going to get dropped. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, yeah. So he and <laughs> that's McLean. That's not what you were saying. No, I thought he'd play against Melbourne. So I threw out he... the bus, I'm sorry. You did. How dare I ask details about one of these four finals <laughs> previewing? <laughs> he didn't know who's rucking for Sydney at the moment. <laughs> So you're tipping Sydney, yeah. No, uh, tipping well, Sydney. I was going to say, how do you stop Charlie Kerner? I mean, uh, they're going to they're going to have to get that job done behind the footy, because this is why I think um, Harry McKay is going to have a big game. There's going to be a lot of focus that goes into Charlie Kerner because if you can't stop him, you can't beat Carlton. No. So I think they're going to be dropping an extra behind the ball, uh, not not potentially a plus one, but. At, at times, they'll be looking to get in front of Charlie Kerno, which means Harry Mackay is going to have a big big role to play. And if he can play well, Carlton win this game. Completely dismiss what happened against the Giants. I mean, Buckley did a really good job on, on Kerno. Kicked three goals, which meant he wasn't a factor. They lost the game. 
Um, but am I being to, to, finals footy is different I know you've seen, what you've seen in the last two months of the home and away season forget the Giants game because it was a, a bit of a dead rubber for Carlton yes but do you not a bit like you're talking about Collingwood with regards to that the Carlton factor having already achieved your season goal is that that still doesn't weigh on you enough to to have major doubts about them tomorrow night I wanted to pick him as my bottom bottom art roughy of the week but it sounds like that's where you're going so I'm going to pick Sydney yeah me too okay no we, I'm going to pick we, Carlton I'll pick Carlton Okay. So you're going to have Sydney as your Bottlemark rough here of the week. Start your footy week in at Bottlemark. Grab your shoulders where Bottlemark has it covered. You're picking Sydney to beat Carlton. Yep. And I know where you're heading for your, uh, your bottom up. That's well, okay. Oh, well, do you? Yeah, probably. Do you? I think the next day you'll be just... Is that right? Yeah, I think you'll, you'll okay. go outside the square. Okay. St Kilda v GWS Giants, Saturday, 1.20pm. Mind you, I can pick either of the underdogs in either of these yeah, games. You're probably right, yeah. So I don't know if you do know who I'm going to go. Um, St Kilda, GWS. This is a bit of a rogue one. Tough because. One. Well, because whoever wins this, you wouldn't have either of these two. So, you know, I certainly would. Have, I would have GWS above St Kilda here. They are. They go do go in as favourites into this game. MCG suits them. Uh, Telstra Dome or Marvel, whatever it's called, um, that would have suited St Kilda because of the way they play. Toby Bedford will be a big out if he can't get up in this appeal, and they'll be they'll be waiting with bated breath because he's been able to do some things for them defensively, and from the attacking side, that's been big. Max King is in. Dougal Howard is in. Seb Ross is in. Did Max King not play last round? Uh, against the Saints. Well, well, they are the Saints. No, I'm just going to get the Saints. Who did they play in, in the last round? That, that stretches our memory back. Well, while you're talking about that, mm. there's a fitness test pending today mm. for Sam Taylor. And we know his importance. He just missed out on All-Australian selection. King didn't play against Brisbane. Probably by virtue of the fact he'd played 15, not 16 games. Sam Taylor, even last night on footy, classified on nine. Adam Kingsley declaring him the best defender in the competition, which fair enough, he said I'm a bit biased, but you know what? I think, don't think he's far from the mark. And the best defender he's coached. Uh, and he's, Sam Taylor? Yeah, and he's coached at Richmond. That's saying something, which because massive... Jack, Jack Buckley won the Defender of the Year over at Backchat, and he's playing in the same team as him. Well, Sam Taylor, I think I don't think you could knock him. He's had a really good season. He's outstanding, but he can do what he does because of Jack Buckley. Yeah, don't, okay. Don't, don't you knock the Dow defenders well, like hey, Jackie Buckley? I didn't no, bring, no. bring Jack Buckley into the discussion. I'm saying, he's, this is from Adam Kingsley, his coach, saying that he's the best Paul defender either. in the competition. Paul so either. there's that at play. At play. Um, and I, I, think, I think Buckley gets King. I think they'll play Buckley on King. And what if Taylor plays? What do you mean? Well, where does, where does Taylor play? I said a hammy test. Yeah, right. <laughs> just, <laughs> right. just talking about it for the last 45 seconds. You know so. I don't listen to you. <laughs> I just said he's got a fitness test. He missed the game against Carlton, Everyone which else. really pissed you off because it meant that Charlie Curnow kicked three instead of maybe just... Well, no, I think I think uh, Jack Buckley did a very, very good job. He did job a great job, Keno. absolutely. So that's why I think they play him on King. If Sam Taylor plays, he can roll off and intercept. Okay, he doesn't go to Mackay, for instance. Well, yeah, he's going to have to. Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, yeah. E- either or. Yeah. Wait, what? Either Buckley goes to to Kurnow so or Taylor. So either or. So Buckley or Taylor. I asked you where Taylor's playing. So who do you think they'll get on? Kurnow or Mackay? Is that right? Is that right? Is that who you think Sam Taylor and Jack Buckley are playing on? Well, yeah, that's is that right? if Taylor's. So where's Taylor playing? I, I, do you think you'll maybe play on a St Kilda player, or do you think you'll play on a Carlton player? Who do I say? <laughs> I'll say McCoy. Yes! 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 Am I missing Carlton? It shows you I'm going. Yes! Yes! Whoa! Skeeter's lost the fucking plot. Yes! Who did I tell you? Sam Taylor to play on Max King. Max King. For St Kilda. Because that's who they are playing. So you're saying, sorry. I, yes. I was going back to the Carlton game. My life's made. I don't think you've stuffed something like that up all year because no. you're a very knowledgeable man. No, well, so so if if you're saying Buckley's playing on King, then who does Taylor play on? I don't know, mate. Oh. I don't know. You've absolutely rattled me. I think no. I it, it does what I said. I think I think you'll play on anyone and get roll off and get in front of Max King. I don't think they have another player to play on. So, so the best defender in this side doesn't go to their their, their best forward. Well, he's certainly not going to play on Colonel McKay. No, that's a fair call. <laughs> I I think yes. <laughs> As I've you been see, saying, you threw me because I was talking about Sam Taylor for two and a half minutes. Yeah, and, and I wasn't listening. <laughs> exactly. Right, right. And then I started talking. I don't think you were listening. No, because I was, I was I already think thinking about tomorrow night. Jack Buckley goes to their best player because of the job he did on Charlie Kernow last week. 
Yeah, but the, irrespective of that, you're going on one performance, and Buckley's no no yeah. deal. Yeah. But Sam Taylor is their best defender, according to their coach. That's fine. I just I just question. Well, what, let's let's see I, who rolls onto I, who. I I reckon a little bit of a if he plays, I of think a little bit of a um, bit of a what's the 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 bull running with the <laughs> the red rag to the bull. Yeah, a little bit of a have a look over here. Have a look over here. Yeah. Actually, Jack Buckley's playing on you. I think he's trying to lure Max King to thinking Sam Taylor's playing on him. I think Jack Buckley goes to Max King. Yeah, well, I don't sure, think it's that outrageous. I'm it's sure. certainly not as outrageous as saying they get to play on Colonel. No, no. And, well, Ross Lyon, I'm sure he hasn't <laughs> thought of that either. Anyway. Gi- uh, <laughs> Giants mantra, anytime, anywhere. They've won at 10, 10 venues, venues this year. I saw that. That's ex- Obviously, there was gather round. Not at the MCG. No, that's that's the big one, isn't it? We saw them against Collingwood get absolutely towelled up. Yes. But but their form, I think if you look at the numbers, uh, either winning or even their losses have been really competitive. So Giants haven't beaten the Saints since 2019. No, average, I think, winning margin for the Saints is about 22 points. Wow. So, which which seems, you know, maybe have they played them twice a year since then? I don't know. But I, I tell you now, I think the Giants would rather play at Marvel, but yes. so too would the Saints, wouldn't they? No, the Giants would rather play at the MCG. Well, against St Kilda, yes. So um, the the other really big one that I think, and he's been you know probably my favourite player this year alongside Tom Libertore is Toby Green, and it's how how do you stop him? Because I'm banging on about it all year. If he kicks three, four goals, game over. If, if Toby Green kicks those goals, they win. Oh, how many goals do, do we need? Because St Kilda aren't going to be blowing... 15, 16, 17 goals on yeah, the scoreboard. Yeah, that's what I mean. So I, I think if Toby Green kicks three or four goals, they win. Um, they've got a few options. Uh, Wilkie, who's All-Australian fullback, yep. I think he could play on Toby Green. I actually think he's a really good matchup. He's a bit taller, um, but he's got the mobility, and, he, and he's a sort of guy that'll just lock him down. You need someone to sacrifice their entire game and stop Toby Green. Like, here's your role. Stop him. Schofield on to Goey. Don't worry about getting a touch. Don't run to the middle of the MCG. Just get the job done against Toby Green, and they get the job done. I think St Kilda can win this game, but I'm picking the Giants. Picking the Giants. I'm picking the Giants absolutely. Okay, but on for on the, their form leading to this yeah, game. Yeah, form um, where the matchup is, um, the way the game styles compare. GWS have been playing an attacking brand of footy, and and St Kilda do the opposite. So, I think on a bigger ground, I think they're gonna they're gonna get on their bikes and, and take them to the, put them to the sword. Okay, even though their record's not great at the MCG. Well, well how many games do they play at the yeah, MCG? Yeah, pro- probably may play one or two. Uh, I th- I'm inclined to agree with you. I think St Kilda, they've played a good last month, to be fair. They've beaten up at the Gabba. But I, I tend to agree that the Giants, if you look at their last two months, uh, they've been one of the more informed sides of the comp. So I'm prepared to, to roll the dice a bit again, roll the dice and go with the Giants at the G. Okay, well, they're favourites, so it's not rolling the dice. Brisbane v Port Adelaide. Well, you said they'd won there in Melbourne for four years. They're, they're like a dollar seventy favourite. Okay. Oh, hey, I don't set the odds. No, I, didn't, I just said if, roll I, the, if I did, we'd both actually. I was win saying roll the dice. I was rolling the dice to promote September twenty-two. <laughs> sorry. Okay. Sorry. Sorry. Look, you, you and I, we're not gambling men because we can't win. Brisbane v Port Adelaide, five twenty-five Saturday at the Gabatoire. Uh, not, there's a couple of changes here. Charlie Dixon will be out. Oh, he's injured at the moment. Yeah. Lincoln McCarthy comes in. Todd Marshall, Scott Lysett into the side alongside Trent McKenzie. They're three massive ins for Port Adelaide. They they straighten them up. That's their spine right there. Full forward, full back, and their Ruckman. They're some big ins. Absolutely. Um, uh, Charlie Kerno. Charlie Kerno. Charlie Cameron. He's on my brain. You, you. 200th AFL match. He's kicked 15-5 in his last five finals. So... Up, right? up at the Gabba, we know that Charlie's the man. Who's going to play on him? The only issue for for me for Brisbane is that they've, they've, their finals record up at the Gabba is you know they're pristine this year as in the home and away season in Brisbane, but not so much in finals over the last few. They years. have up lost at, four of its six finals at the Gabba under Chris Fagan. Yeah, so uh, this is a perfect match for Port Adelaide's ambush. I would have thought to go up there and for them to try and do something a little bit. Out of the square. Mate, listen to this. Brisbane have won 50 of its last 58 matches at the Gabba. So that would be over three years probably. That's 90%-ish, yep. And they've lost four of its last six at the Gabba. Yeah, finals. Yeah, Yeah, at the Gabba. So I would say four of those eight losses have been in finals. Mm. That's a poor record, Skeeter. Yeah, and and bear in mind, you say 50 of 58. So you're arguably playing 25, 30 of those matches against teams that are down Mm -hmm. in the bottom half of the table. So... Um, it's it's a concern. I mean, look, 
they're still playing. I think they're more mature than they have been previously. They look a more settled side. I think their defence um, they've had a bit of stability about it. Harris Andrews is the the link, linchpin there. But very unlucky not to be all Australian. Harris Andrews. You think ahead of Wilkie? Uh, Tom Stewart. Yeah, Tom Stewart's an interesting one. He was one that's copped a bit of yeah. well, criticism. Well, his reputation yeah. precedes him a little bit. Like He's been an outstanding yeah. player yeah. and has been multiple time All-Australian. I just don't think he was All-Australian this year. Yeah, no, that's fair. fair shout. Uh, yeah, defence, we know, look, if their forward line clicks, they're going to be very tough to beat on the weekend. So um, that remains to be seen. Uh, Cam Rayner's had a really good uh, season, 19 score assists at the Gabba this year. Um, and Josh Dunkley has been added to the midfield. We know that he's you know averaged around 20 touches a game. So they've got the depth. They're missing Ashcroft, of course, who did his knee. Mm. Um, look, uh, you take a brave person to pick against the Lions up at the Gabba, I would suggest. The Bottomart Ruffy of the Week. Start your footy weekend at Bottomart. Grab your shelters where Bottomart has you covered. I'm picking Port Adelaide for a few reasons. Can I let you know what they are? Yeah, of course. Um, I don't like Brisbane. Off number two, I, I don't. You know, I've heard. I've been off them all year. What, what, what's what's the reason? Finals record at their home ground where they never lose is shit house. That's why. That's one reason. Um, number two, uh, Willem Drew will tag Lockie Neal. Make no mistake about it. Thirty-two disposals in his last five finals. Lockie Neal dominates Port Adelaide. They need to stop him. Josh Dunkley on the on the other hand will have a big game on the back of that. Uh, and then I I just think Port Adelaide have been starved of final success whilst being a successful side. Both of these teams have well, the but, same story. Well, that's they do. So you're saying but you're just, Port Adelaide are thirstier. Yeah. <laughs> they are thirstier. They want it more. You, just, you, know, you haven't mentioned the two blokes that are absolutely the, the, the guys that will get this team across the line for your Port Adelaide selection. Rosie and Butters yes. are just... There now. You talk about shutting down Lockie Neal with Willem Drew. Yes, is there? I don't think Brisbane have that. No, I don't think they have that in their repertoire. Um, is it their style of play to try no, and do that? No, it's not. They want to take you on head to head. So I think Rosie Butters go to town if they're over their jet lag from um, going over and seeing Brady Grundy on the weekend before. I, I, I think Port Adelaide are a better side. That that is my final summary. I think Port Adelaide are better than Brisbane, and they get it done. Even though the Power have lost four of their last five games against the Lions. Have they really? Yep. Yeah. No, but I think the, the, the real fact there to at least consider is the, the Brisbane's record at the Gabba in September, not great as opposed to their home and away form. But oh, I just feel they're a better side now than, than 12 months ago. Reason number six is I wanted to pick Sydney to beat Carlton, but you took that side. To yeah, that was my little cheeky. Uh, I thought I'd get in early with that one. But yeah, no, well put out a few. I think they're dollar forty-five Brisbane, which is uh, un- that's short enough if you if you're looking at a bet in that game because Port Adelaide good value. I think overall those four finals are, are great. They've got great storylines. Brisbane Port they're both been underachieving in finals and under the radar a bit. When yeah. you think of if you're to name your two grand finalists now, yeah, I mean Brisbane's obviously at home they get two finals the most of. No one's really. I mean, it's what year ma- was Brisbane Port. 204. 204. Yeah. And they, in fact, recently they had their reunion, the Brisbane Lions reunion. I'll tell you a quick story here. I'm told okay. this reliably. I think 20 years ago, of course, they beat Collingwood in a couple of grand finals, 202, 203. Um, and, of course, Ashton the year before that. Um, up, up in Brisbane they had it. And uh, most of the, the players were there, including uh, Craig McRae. Yes. It was just in the bio round, by the way. Um, no Michael Voss, the captain. But apparently so zoned in to getting success at Carlton that he stayed back. Wow. Uh, big night, I'm told, by Good Reliably. Night. Of course, uh, guys like Bo McDonald, who West Australian, involved in, in one of those grand finals, um, was part of it. Let me... Oh, you probably, well, it's a hard question to answer. Who do you think was best on ground when it comes to the Brisbane Lions reunion celebrations? And he has won a lot of flags, not just at one club, and was renowned as a very good night owl specialist. Uh, his oh. initials... <laughs> Uh, MP. Martin Pike? Bingo. Is that right? Yeah, apparently he's just... Uh, sizzling. Just sizzling. Uh, got, the, <laughs> got the microphone of Anthony Hudson at the end of the night. and uh, Where were they? Anthony Hudson was there. Well, he was, he was hosting a function for them, but then obviously, yeah. <laughs> and he just uh, told <laughs> Hunter to just quietly F off and in a lighthearted way. But Martin Pike, best on round again, the yeah. champ. Yeah, good. That's very good, Scatter. That's good. good gear from you. Well, you know, just try and come up with something outside the square, given that I've absolutely butchered Carlton and St Kilda playing this weekend. I couldn't be happy. I hope you enjoyed that, everybody. Will Schofield, Mark Redding, Shelf for the car. Long year. <laughs> it's a long year, and it's taking you this long to trip right the fuck up and absolutely butchered it. I should have kept you going, actually, but I'm a good I was bloke. lost in space. I looked seriously. after you a little bit, but I could have I could have taken you all the way. Rowan Butler writes in. This is our list of the questions. Oh, I was going to say, Rowan Butler, who's he play for? I wasn't sure. <laughs> 
<laughs> Tell us about Ryan Butler's Keener. Uh, footycast at shelterbrewing.com.au is our email. You send us an email, get yourself on the show, do that, or you can put comments on Instagram or YouTube, and Jaden will do his best to find him there. Ryan Butler writes in, if both Devin Robinson and Tyler Brockman are coming to West Coast, what sort of pick needs to go the other way to get the deals done? That's question one. I don't know if... I think Devin Robinson will be held tighter than a Tyler Brockman, perhaps, but both decent players without having reached their true potential, so you'd think you'd get them at a little bit of a bargain basement, potentially. Yeah. Um, round, round three? Yeah. Um, round four? Can I be honest three? with you? I have no idea. Do uh, clubs Do clubs <laughs> ever... <laughs> no, but... Yeah, yeah. No, let's leave it at that. Okay, but Robertson, oh, hearing a four-year deal, in all honesty, is he either underutilised at Brisbane... Uh, hasn't been able to break into a very good side, obviously. Is there an element of that? Do you think that think he could so, make yeah. a difference at, at West Coast? Yeah, I think he could. And I've, I've heard from a personal point of view. Good he's, leadership. He's got great leadership mm. qualities, which um, it, the, the whole leadership qualities thing is an interesting one. And it doesn't get rolled out very often. But guys that spring to mind that when they got to the club had good leadership capabilities, and I inverted common mm. of those, were Oscar Allen. Yep. I remember him coming there and the first thing I heard about him, great leadership. Is that because he's clean cut and a nice guy and well, that sort I think, of stuff? I think just the way he holds himself, mm. hold a conversation with people. Tom Barras was another one. Very articulate. Liam Duggan was another one. Very articulate. They are all vice captain, potential captains of the football yeah. club. So it's interesting how these things go and it's certainly a reputation that he has from afar. I don't know him from a bar of soap, but I've heard that about him before. So who knows? Do clubs ever really walk players to the preseason draft? Very rarely. No. No, very. I can't. It's highly unusual. If, if they want to leave, or it's sort of, is that what the case? They yeah. want to leave, and they say, "Oh no, we'll just you can go there if you like." Yeah, very I, rare. I think, I think there was one case, and someone had a pick, and they, I don't know. It's it's an, no. So to answer the question, it's highly irregular that the negotiations stall or fall over to that degree. I'm going to be honest with you, Skater. I have no idea. Is Brockman plus Granger Barras plus Hawks first rounder worth pick one? Brockman, Granger Brass. And what else? And Hawks first rounder, which would be pick, pick four. four. I'm saying no. Pick four plus two players. I think you'd need to get another pick in there and yeah. it'd have to be quite high up. Yeah, I, look, Granger, Tyler Brockman. Granger Brass is a top 10 pick. Yeah, he was. And um, actually, uh, just a very brief story. I, I, when I was growing up in the house that he also lived in in the hills. So, And a nice guy. He's a car- I don't know if you've met him. I've met his old man. Yeah, so man. He's, a, he's a ripping young bloke. Ian? I just dis- touch disappointed either for him or yeah that he hasn't been able to further his or accelerate his career at Hawthorne to the degree I thought he might. I don't. I don't think they're going to get rid of him. To be to be frank, no. Why, why, why would that? Why would Hawthorne get rid of him? They're a building side. He's a young key backman yeah. who's top top ten potential. You don't just flick them off. No, no. I mean, I, yeah. I, I don't know how much footy he's played in the last year. Hawthorne aren't doing that deal. I'm sorry. No, Hawthorne, I don't think Hawthorne are hunting that number one pick like that. People think they are. And I don't think West Coast... Yeah, for me, it's not a win for West Coast either, to be honest. Are the Eagles better off letting these guys pass and just using the picks they have? That's an interesting conversation. Sorry. So, so Robertson, Brockman, anyone else that's been gotcha. muted, are they better off just going, no, we're going to the draft and we're taking draft picks and just we're taking Harley Reid at one and we're taking someone else at 20 and we've got another another top draft. Do we have a... No, I don't know. They've got they put it this way. They've got the option of going a raft of very solid draft picks, including number one, or you're right in, in bringing in a couple of players. I mean, Trey Rusco from Collingwood also wants to come home to WA. Now, whether he has any value for, for either club here, I'm not sure. Oh, it's a good question, though, isn't it, with regards to you know, having a look at a Brockman, a Robertson, or thinking, no, no, we're going to be genuine about Reed. this rebuild. We're taking Reid. Taking Reid, and we're going to build from the bottom up as opposed to chipping away and um, but yeah if a bit of character comes into it but you also want to find talent and if you've seen someone do something for another club then sometimes that's more attractive than finding a player in the draft that you've still got the question mark against I think I sway on this weekly I was take read take read take read and then I was like split the picks and then I was back on read I think I'm coming back around to the current position the list's in they need to add more players, not just one high high quality. That's player. why I say split the split think, the picks. I think, I think they're going to have to get some high quality group you know of players. And if they get a player, or if they overlook a player like Harley, who, for instance, is a Chris Judd, then you got to wear that. Yeah. But by the same token, where they're at, I think if they were, if they'd played finals this year and finished in a decent position, and I think Harley Reid, you go, 
We're taking it. So yeah, in that sense. The Chris Judd example is an interesting one because Luke Hodge was taken number one in that draft. Yeah. Luke Ball was number two. He was number three. And Chris Judd was number three. Yeah. So you may not, in fact, overlook a Chris Judd. You may get a Chris no, Judd. No, no, totally. Yeah, so exactly. I think you're right, though. Where the club is at, they need young talent, multiple, as opposed to one complete gun. Ben writes in, love the pod. Thank you, Ben. It was gutted you guys were a no-show at Frothtown, especially Skeeter. He's all talk, no No, drink. no, no. I said I wasn't there. I, I had to host the East Fremantle Football Club uh, auction night. Ben, which, ben, uh, ben, ben and I got, paid, I got paid correctly, by the way. There's no issues <laughs> ben, ben, <laughs> ben, you didn't get super top up. Um, ben, <laughs> ben, um, ben didn't say that about you. I just said you're all talk. Oh, uh, yeah. uh, it was keen to have a few shoulders and have a yarn together. What's the penalty shot for that? You doing any penalty shots? No, we dark and, liquor on the weekend. Come and come and join. While Skeeter's cheering on Charlie Kernow and Harry McKay and GWS and Kilda. Oh yeah, <laughs> that what? that will actually summarise how many drinks you've had when you tell him <laughs> someone man up Charlie Kernow. <laughs> uh, oh, G yeah. Jordan five eight four four. Hey Reddings. <laughs> hey Reddings. Sounds like I'm back at school. Yeah. Hey Reddings. Yeah. I hear your comments on Collingwood, but they also got gifted some amazing talent. On who? Sorry. Far. Who's Hollywood? <laughs> Collingwood. Oh Collingwood. I hear your comments on Collingwood, but they also got Father gifted son. some amazing talent through Father Son, yeah. right? Right, yep, that's true. So, yeah, so how do you change Reddings. it? <laughs> what did you say about Collingwood? I can't remember. What did you say? I, I think I just wrapped them up. I said they've been, been the best team during the home and away. So I'm not sure what I said. I can't remember who's playing this weekend like you half the time. <laughs> Whatever, Reddings. Uh, <laughs> Daniel Jeffrey says, Will Schofield on the board at West Coast? Hang on, what happened to the Collingwood question? Is that, is, was there anything apart from about the father-son? That was it. Oh, okay. Well, they have been, but so was Geelong. Yeah. Yeah, correct. Yeah, correct. Okay. <laughs> it's, a, it's a fact. Hang on, Skater. Daniel Jeffrey wants me on the board of West Coast. So. <laughs> oh, seriously? <laughs> what would you do if that happened? What? Well, I demand you wear shoes for, for a start. <laughs> <laughs> I'd teach them a thing or two in there, mate. Sort them out. A bit of clarity would be nice. A bit of communication to your fans. I mean, I think they've delisted players and they haven't told anyone about it, so you might want to start with that. Um, tips. We know what we've done. That's us done and dusted, Skeeter. Yeah, you know, Thursday night footy, Friday night footy, Saturday double header. Um, your, um, Big weekend coming up. Yeah, I've got to UFC. UFC, yeah, so enjoy the footy. John uh, Worst, fold over at Backchat. Good interview. Yeah, saw the shot of, uh, of Dan, who's, uh, he sort of had that you know fawning look in his face as he was uh, sitting exciting. on the couch. Very Looked like a good exciting. venue, by the way. Yeah, that's Whippersnapper Distillery down in East Perth. Good friends of Shelter, actually. Get your shelters in here. Have a good weekend. Go well. Yeah, 